What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here with Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, February 24, 2023. It's about 10.05 in the morning here on the east coast of the United States. Uh, Congressman Andy Biggs joins us from his beautiful library uh, in Arizona, uh, where we find him today. Congressman, always a pleasure. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Judge. Sure. I know this week that there was a uh, hearing of the House Judiciary Committee, a field hearing. It didn't take place in Washington. It took place in Yuma, Arizona, and there were some eye-popping statistics and testimony that came your way. Give us a a quick handle uh, on what you learned from that hearing, and then I want to run a clip of a hospital president painting a devastating picture of uh, health care in Yuma as a consequence of the government's, the federal government's failure to secure the border. Well, it, the field hearing in, included uh, tours and discussions with, with local officials and ranchers and ag, ag guys uh, and, and women who, who run uh, farms. And a lot of people don't realize this, but 90% of the leafy green vegetables you get throughout the winter from for six months comes from Yuma, Arizona. Wow! And so, so our food security is at risk because when because they have very tight protocols because of the sensitivity of these types of vegetables. So when people pour across, judge, uh, and they go in and they 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 throw trash, they defecate in in both the canals that provide the water and in these fields. It it, it they have to basically destroy fields. So. So you've got a food security risk. Um, the local people have a, a um, the the medical risk that you're talking that you're going to play this clip of. They also are impacted uh, because of the amount of, p- of food. The community food bank is constantly overtaxed there, um, and they they got a kind of a bailout when when the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints sent them four truckloads, semi truckloads of food to help them get through. And then some of these people, these these illegal aliens who come to the the, sh- the community food bank, they get ticked off because they think they should be getting more food. Um, yeah. This become an entitlement culture to people who are flooding across the border. And yeah, well, uh, you know, we have we have we have become a welfare state. There's no question about it. We're a national yeah. security state. We're a warfare state. We're a welfare state. We obviously can't talk about all of this in the short time uh, that we have today. And thanks to a horrific U.S. Supreme Court opinion called Poe versus Texas, whatever uh, basic um, uh, security net in terms of emergency rooms, schools, food, shelter that the states supply to American citizens, they have to supply to anybody that finds their way uh, in the state, which of course has made us even more of a 
of a uh, welfare state. Let's run uh, the clip of this hospital administrator. He's the president of the Yuma Medical Regional uh, Center. And what he's about to say, what you heard him say, is truly devastating. Every dollar in uncompensated care has a direct impact on our hospital. Migrant patients are receiving free care. They have no ability to pay. We have no ability to bill anyone. We don't know their final destination. We don't know anything about them. We cannot provide completely free care to the residents of our community. The city of Yuma has 100,000 people. We've had over 300,000 people cross the border here. That's three times the population of Yuma coming across the border. We're the only hospital within a three-hour radius, which means they come here. What was the reaction of the Democrats on the committee when they heard this? <laughs> it's a trick question. Uh, when they, <laughs> the audience will know why we're laughing in a minute. What was the reaction to the Democrats on the committee when they heard this testimony that you heard? Well, of course, they weren't there, uh, Judge. They boycotted the hearing. They didn't want to come hear from the community of Yuma uh, about the impacts because it would undermine their narrative. So, so you say, what was their reaction? Their reaction was to basically um, thumb their nose at the entire community of Yuma, Arizona. Is Yuma in your congressional district, Congressman Biggs? No, it is not. Um, it is in. Uh, it has a Democrat representative for part of it uh, named Raul Grajova, and then you have Paul Gosar uh, 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 represents the other part of Yuma. So, what was a- was the congressman whose name you mentioned first, the Democrat, he was not there, even though this is his district. Yes, uh, uh, Representative Grijalva did not come. My understanding is he, he came down a few days before and lamb, lambasted the fact that we were having a hearing. But I, I, I say what that. Is, what is the Democratic game here? I mean, you, you and I have known the president personally, a decent human being. I know he's being tugged to the left. And sometimes what he says doesn't make sense, but he's not evil. But what is their game plan here? Don't they understand what's happening at the border? What's their long-term plan? Do they want these people to become American citizens and register Democrat and vote for the Democrats? What do they, what do they hope to accomplish by this? Well, the first thing I, I would say, there, there's several things, and I've, I've heard it from different people on from the radical left all the way up to the, what I guess we would, I I don't know if I would call them centrist, but they're, they're the, the milder left. So they would like to get rid of the Westphalian nation state, Judge. I mean, there's people that want to do that. They, they simply want to get rid of that. The other one is you could take Mecha, La Raza, and those groups, and they want to, they, they're engaged in what they call a reconquista. And what they want to do is they want to retake Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Nevada, and California, and even parts of Oregon, and reinstitute those as part of Mexico. I know that sounds radical, but that is really what they've said. And then the and so they want to reintegrate, and they want to do that through illegal migration. And wow. then, then the others. Are, then the are, others there, are, are there actually members of Congress who took? The same oath you took, and which I took when I became a judge, to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, who want parts of the Southwest to become part of Mexico by flooding it with the Mexican immigrants who are here illegally? Members of Congress want this? Members of Congress do not overtly say it, but their supporters overtly say it. If you go through literature wow. and um, and take a look at what they're what is being said. And some of this is being, by the way, taught at American universities. So, um, so you'll see that. 
And then I think you're right on the other part. Um, they, they want amnesty for everybody, and they keep using a 10 to 11 million per person number. That number, that you know, that is gone. That that was 20 year old numbers. The the numbers through polling and and observation is now somewhere between 30 and 40 million illegal uh, aliens live in the United States. And this administration continues to give them de facto amnesty through their violation of the parole statute um, and, and deliberate misinterpretation. And that's part of the reason I have a real huge problem with Secretary Mayorkas, because he will tell you that parole is supposed to be rarely used for and it's on a case by case one on one basis, but they're granting it at the rate of almost uh, twenty five to thirty thousand people a month. And they're does giving the White House does the White House know all this? I mean, again, oh. Joe Biden, the Biden I knew was a, a moderate Irish Catholic pro life JFK style Democrat. I get it that he's being tugged to the left, but surely he can't have sympathy for these characters that want the Southwest to become part of Mexico. Surely he's not that far to the left. He must understand, or does he not? What's happening at the border, Congressman Biggs, the president himself? Uh, I think he is He is deliberately aloof. Um, his stated policy when he campaigned, and I remember this very, very vividly watching that Democrat debate where everybody raised their hand that they wanted an open border. They wanted to provide uh, health education, and full benefits to anybody who came into the country uh, illegally. And so this, I, I think this is what that looks like. Um, so even on the milder side of it, when you say, I want an open border and we're going to give everybody uh, uh, all the benefits, all the welfare benefits that we have in the United States, and including education benefits, the whole package, this is what it looks like, uh, except for it's exacerbated. It's far worse than, than anybody would go. But see, the reason I say he's deliberately aloof is when he went down to El Paso, Judge, they deliberately sanitized that so he wouldn't see any of the real, realities. Got it. In Got Yuma it. two weeks ago, when the senators came down there, they deliberately sanitized that. I When we went out this week, I've never seen the border area in the Cocopa area where the, the most people come across. I'd never seen it so clean. It, there was no trash. There was nothing. Before we talk about the other, uh, maybe there's more than two, incompetent member of uh, President Biden's cabinet, uh, one last question on this. Is Secretary Mayorkas going to be impeached by the House and compelled to justify this behavior uh, in a trial in the Senate? Um, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm, I'm fighting for that. I think he, an impeachment inquiry, a formal impeachment inquiry needs to be held in the House of Representatives. And uh, I think then uh, when people see this and I, I look, this isn't maladministration. I think Mayor Pete's probably a maladministrator, right? I mean, that's uh, he's just utterly incompetent, aloof, indifferent, uh, should not probably hold any kind of public office. But but I don't see any malevolent intention on his part. I don't. It's hard to categorize that as high crimes and misdemeanors. Right. But but I think with Secretary Mayorkas, you'll find that that this is what he wants. And, and when you start telling ICE, you can't, you can't remove people um, who've actually had due process and been ordered removed. When, you know, when he starts telling him uh, CBP, you can't enforce the law, which by the way, if you talk to any CBP agent, they just say, if we could enforce the law, we could probably bring this under control. Then, then you have a pro a different problem than maladministration. Is Secretary Mayorkas part of the crowd that wants the southwest part of the United States to 
leave the country and either become a separate country or join Mexico or one world government or whatever crazy idea they have. Is he part of that gaggle? I've never seen anything um, other than some hints that he, that he is an open borders, uh, maybe a new world order, whatever you're calling yeah. that crowd. Um, so, okay. so I don't know, maybe just a hint of that. Um, and I'm not going to uh, attribute that uh, as his motivation. Although okay. you're, you're, although you're, 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 you're always honest and decent. And I, one of the reasons I love uh, and admire you, aside from the fact that we agree on almost everything, uh, switching gears, and we both have alluded to him, uh, Secretary Buttigieg, mm -hmm. after the disaster of Southwest uh, Airlines at Christmas time, and now this disaster at East Palestine, Ohio, and he has to be embarrassed into going there by a, a journalist who sees him jogging or walking in a park at night, going to a restaurant. Uh, how is this playing out in D.C.? Well, um, I think even the Democrats, uh, who will t be honest with you, are going to tell you they're, they're, they think that he's just been an embarrassment on this issue. But um, he has a whole litany of this. I mean, we talk about um, the, the supply chain mismanagement early in, in, the, in his administration. Uh, the, the Long Beach, L.A., where you had literally um, hundreds of ships stacked up We've never really fully even recovered from the from the supply chain uh, mismanagement, and then you then you throw in East Palestine and and some of these other uh, mismanagements. And I think the mood in D.C. is there are some people that are talking impeachment. I think that's probably like I say. I think I think this guy really is just utterly out of his league. He should yeah. be he's he should be teaching in a community college somewhere. Um, you know, um, government uh, and 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 indoctrinating our children the wrong way there instead uh, of uh, being. In, does in anybody of make that, does anybody make the free market argument that government is just institutionally incapable and incompetent to manage the economy and free market forces yeah. with uh, insurance companies and and uh, groups of of. Uh, uh, of commercial entities working together would far more efficiently address these problems that the government is the most inefficient way to address them, whether it's East Palestine or the Los Angeles uh, seaport yeah. or uh, the FAA for that matter. Yeah, there are people, there are probably 10 of us in Congress that, that make that maybe, maybe more, maybe more 25 that make that argument on a regular basis. I mean, so when we did the supply chain management, everybody's mayor, uh, mayor Pete the only reason that I could uh, appreciate that argument is that we had grown federal government so big and made it uh, this uh, this America American experiment of free enterprise. We turned it into a socialist experiment of of radical Keynesian economics and control that you'd say, well, if you're going to control it, then you ought to be able to do it. But it, it kind of proved the point, didn't it? And it still proves the point that the free market would find a way to make this stuff work. Uh, right. We'd find a way to make all of this work. Um, and, and so, so if you had a company, let's say that, I mean, the allegations, the railroad line had failed to uh, make sure that they had adequate braking. Uh, guess what? They, they, the litigation alone would uh, uh, allow for, uh, and this is where, 
you know, I, I think trial lawyers have their place. And, and, yeah. and having been done this, I mean, they would come in and they would enforce the market condition that failed here because the, the, the railroad would basically said, we don't care what happens. We just really don't care what happens. We're just trying to make this profit. Well, the, well, then that point, you'd have litigation that would, would actually come in and they would hold them accountable. And that would be, that's really part of what the, the judicial system's for is to, to redress these wrongs right. as opposed to coming to the federal government for everything. The, the, the wrong is an assault on the people of East Palestine, the air they yes. breathe and the water they drink. And where there's a wrong, uh, there's a remedy. This would be a far more efficient way than Buttigieg's uh, army or PR people addressing it. Uh, we have to run. I wanted to talk to you about Ukraine and debt. We'll do it next week. But I want to tell you something. Yesterday, I haven't even said this on air yet, but I'm happy to say it with a, a member of Congress uh, who understands first principles. Yesterday, um, Judging Freedom uh, broke 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, which puts us in a very, very exclusive category. We've only been around for 16 months. Congressman Biggs, you have been a part uh, of helping us cross that very rarefied line. I'm starting to get a lot of congratulatory emails, but I want to congratulate not only the people watching us, but the guests who've been on with us among those I admire most is you. Uh, thank you. Well, congratulations to you. That is a terrific milestone. And and uh, I hope that you just keep growing and, and spreading the uh, what I call the good word of freedom. So uh, keep, keep it up, Judge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman Biggs. Next week, uh, Ukraine and the debt ceiling. And those of us watching, you won't believe what the Democrats are trying to talk Congressman Biggs and his colleagues into doing. It's mind boggling. Thank you, Congressman. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too, Judge. Take care. Judge Napolitano. Thank you. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.